even in Christianity, we know that there are a lot of like do's and don'ts, yeah. right? Like everyone, even people who have left the faith or who never even were Christian, they'll say like, oh, there's a lot of like rules, right? right, right so right. it seems from the surface that, or the outside looking in, that there's a lot of, oh, you can't do this, you right, can't do that, right, you can't right. wear pants, mm -hmm. you know, for, for women, you can't wear makeup, you mm -hmm. can't curse, you can't drink, you can't do these things, right. but there's a danger in that of putting a black and white thing on something without the context of a real relationship with Jesus. And that's where, what, that's what makes all the difference. Welcome back to the You Can Sit With Us podcast. Yes. I'm Brittany. And I'm Bridget. And you always have a seat at our table. table. <laughs> So yes. today we're kicking off season two. Come on, somebody. Um, we're so excited to get into the topic today. It is a topic that we both have um, exercised and like dug deep in and, yes. you know, struggled with ourselves. Right. Um, and we know that we're not the only ones mm -hmm. that has like ponder on this question and yeah. like really wrestled with it. So it's really, I'm like so out of breath <laughs> <laughs> that like, um, it's really like fun to pick another sister in crisis mm. brain and family. So please don't be shy to comment down below any questions, any yeah. revelations, anything whatsoever. Um, that's the heart in of the podcast to right. have community to communicate with us. You know, um, so yeah, we're really excited yeah. about today's topic. With that. Um you might notice a slight difference in the style of this episode. Yeah. We think we are starting to find our groove. And this was the original heart of what the podcast was supposed right. to be from the jump. But we were kind of figuring out our communication style and stuff. But we really liked the approach of our last episode mm -hmm. from season one. If you didn't watch it, it was the Q&A. Mm -hmm. And we think that the conversation just flowed really smoothly. Yeah. And that was the heart behind it. Yeah. Less notes and bullet points and reading from a screen and teaching and talking at you guys but instead talking with each other right. inviting you in on the conversation right so with that we really do emphasize that you comment any questions because we take those into account and may even make a whole episode about it right so before we get started tell us bridget what's your favorite thing this week yeah so my favorite thing this week is a book so i don't physically have it because i was a little impatient and i just couldn't wait for yeah. it to come in and i'm okay with just it being audible but it's called the essentialism i believe by essentialism, yeah. essentialism. um gray i believe it is and one of our pastors from our church we I'm will link to, it below yes I'm, i'll <laughs> just pull it up for actually we'll have a picture we'll of just it. put it here <laughs> yes we'll just have a picture <laughs> of it uh one of my pastors um of our church pastor Medi. We love you, girl. Um, uh, she recommended it to me, and it has been so life-giving. Yeah, that is Oof. one of the most powerful books. Yes. I've, I haven't read it yet. It's literally, like, top of my list because every person I know, especially in, like, the online business yeah. space, it's huge, like, yes. online and stuff. So tell oh us, like, what is the biggest gem you've got from it so, so far? So far, one of the biggest is a couple of them, but the first one that I can think of is um, remembering that we have – we have choices mm. like um you have the power of saying yes or no yes. to opportunities and that's okay like there's no guilt of saying no sometimes and even no to like the good things mm -hmm. um those are one of the gems and then also the biggest thing and i think that's the really the the root of the book is um say yes to the essential things yes and um say no to even though they may seem essential but they're not essential and those are the things you say no to because um you're saying yes to too many things because your mind mm -hmm. perceives it as essential but in actuality it might not be and even though it's good it might not be so you're you're wearing yourself thin and then it's just chaos from there yeah. you know it's like how do I pour into that which was my situation which is why it was recommended to me I was like how do I pour into this 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 in this area of my life because it matters so much to me but I just don't have the mental capacity the physical capacity yeah. and I just I keep praying and praying and praying but what practically can I do and this book helps a lot with um uh, food for thought for um also one of the practices was uh practical things they mentioned was journaling mm. and i already do that but the way that they mentioned it was like yeah. just it was different so i don't want to give it too much away so i just feel like oh, even just everything you just said my brain started so many conversations started yeah. in my brain i'm like we're definitely gonna have some 
podcast episodes off of that type of right. topic where the power of saying no, yes, um, yes, yes, your boundaries, capacity, things like that. And I just, I love that. I'm definitely going to read it when she's done because mm-hmm. she's using my audible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it just makes me think when you said saying yes or saying no even to good things yeah. because it's good, but is it a God thing? Right, you know, like, right, right. And knowing really the root of all that is you have to know who you are, what your purpose is, what yep. your calling is, going yep. back to our first first episode, I think. Like, and yeah. Or what is my purpose episode? Yeah, yeah. And just making decisions based off of that and in that season. Mm-hmm. Because you have, we all have multi multiple passions and right. things that we want to do. But right. what is God calling you to right now? Exactly. And we'll leave that for another episode. Yeah, because we can go so on and on about this. I'm so this. excited. Yeah. I love when, like, people in my life are, like, reading things and, like, talking yeah. about it and teaching me things. <laughs> I just, it fills me up. Yeah. Okay, so Let's my use. favorite thing of this week is... My new phone case. <laughs> so I had um, that silicone one that was like, it feels really soft and it covers the whole camera area. And I loved it. But I live in Florida and it's real humid out here. Yeah. So it just started to feel kind of like icky and like it was just affecting the way that I was working on my phone and stuff. And it just really, it's my sound silly, but if you know, you know. It was just <laughs> bothering me. So I was like, okay, I need something that's like, I can wipe down and it'd be clean. Yeah. And then also that has a better grip. So I really liked, this looks like that squiggly, like viral mirror or whatever. And I love it. I also will never not get an iPhone Max ever again. Really? Yes. You were, you were thinking about I it. I got the iPhone 14 ago. Pro mm-hmm. and I hate it. It feels so tiny and it stresses oh, me out. Never trying. mind. I understood you wrong. Okay, yeah, I will okay. never not get Got uh, it. So I'm only going to get a Mac from yeah, now on because I need, I do so much work for yeah. my phone. I need a bigger screen and stuff. So, I love it. Yeah. But if that's the case, you definitely need like a case like that because I find myself sometimes struggling. Yeah. It's and I hard. hold it with like my pinky, mm-hmm. but I don't like that case. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. You never like the things I like. Watching in six months, she'll be like, actually, I like it. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm not really into trends at first. And then I, on the you're, you're a late adapter that's yes, okay i'm a granny yes. um okay so let's dive into the topic yes and what is our topic i don't think we mentioned it i know y'all see it on the description but yeah. what's our topic so our without listener? saying like the full name yet let's just kind of like present the you're trying to do it past the jj meat and potatoes <laughs> communication styles over here okay. okay so have you ever like just any <laughs> she passed Doran right now. We need to get um the them uh, mic, a mic, you know, yes, the way that yes. like Tim Ross does it. And he, yes. Like, uh, if you have watched the Tim Ross uh, the Basement podcast, yo Hector's laugh, he'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> you just hear him in the background. Oh my god, it's gosh. not funny. Sorry guys, that was probably really loud. But um <laughs> yeah, so if even if you just think about one day in your life and how many thoughts run through your head, right? When you try, when you get an opportunity presented to you and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you can't do that or this isn't what you're built for. You're not ready for this. You're not called to this. You're not good enough. You're, you're too much. or something. Mm-hmm. Et cetera, et cetera. I could keep going. Mm-hmm. Whose voice is that? Mm. And that is the topic of today's episode. Whose yes. voice is that? Yes. Differentiating the voices in your head, being able to identify whose voice is God's voice, whose voice is your own voice, which voice is Satan's voice, which voice is the voice of certain people in your life who had the ability to speak into your life, to speak into your soul, but maybe they didn't steward it well and it stuck with you. And it could be a positive voice as well. Being able to identify and decipher and differentiate between them, we're going to dive into it. Yes, yes. Do you want to talk about like what really inspired us to talk about this today? Yes. So I believe it was, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when I thought of um, what inspired us was when we had our conversation with our other best friend, um, Lizzie, shout out to you, um, because we were just like just having normal girl talk and we were like, I feel like we're all in a place where we're trying to adjust, yeah. you know, we're trying to adjust to a lot of transitions and the way that we used to adjust before Christ, was not necessarily uh, God-honoring, and it was exhausting, you know? What would you say, like, So, like, I would say, for me, um, whenever I tried to adjust to a change in my life, I would solely rely on my own abilities and solely rely on, like, what I know 
like my own yeah like my own abilities like i if i need to make more money per se mm-hmm. if i'm in a, if i'm in a financial struggle then i'll easily uh, do like two side hustles on top of like being a full-time student and then dealing with personal issues like family issues whatever the case may be just to you know get over the hump or this transition of financial responsibilities per mm-hmm. se or um like another like or and why would you say that's a bad thing um i'm sure people are probably wondering like yeah well, why is that bad yeah so i would say because i was I was never seeking God okay. in that. Yeah. I never seeked his counsel. Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay, what am I capable of doing? What yeah. do I already know that I could do? Which that in itself is not necessarily all that bad because you should have confidence in yourself mm-hmm. and like what you've already learned. And you had to survive. You did yeah. those things to survive and to right. make it out the hood and you got far in life. Right. And also I think keeping the perspective of the fact that at the time you didn't have a relationship with God. Right, exactly. So you didn't even know how to talk to exactly, him. Exactly, exactly. So you were doing your best so you can have compassion on that version of Absolutely. Bridget. Mm-hmm. But now you realize that things are better when you consult him first. Right, exactly. And I feel like back then I didn't understand surrender and control. Mm. All I understood Ooh. was Ooh. control. Like, Ooh. I have to have this under control, my life under yeah. control, which, yes, you should have a sense of control. And I feel like the Lord definitely gives us that because we see it in the garden. We see it in, in Genesis where he's literally giving control to Adam and Eve over the land, mm-hmm. you know, to have dominion over the land. So he does give us control. Yeah. However, we don't have all control. Right. Ultimately, it's not all up to us. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like, but I didn't know that. I didn't understand yeah. that. So... All I was relying on was my control, my abilities, Mm -hmm. and what I knew thus far, which, as you mentioned, yes, it got me thus far. But when I got to, like, the end of that, I felt extremely depleted and heavy and all that good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And so then I met the Lord, and I finally, as I walk with him, I'm learning more and more and and feeling more peace of surrendering, you know, to a certain, uh, surrendering, how he needs us to surrender. And I I hope I can articulate that to where it makes sense. But um, the most simplest way that I could put it is now um, I seek his guidance. I seek him first in anything I do. And with surrendering, I move in faith. You know? Because you're learning his voice. Correct, exactly. So you're able to Through his word. And that comes with time. Right, right, right. That comes with intentional time. Not just time passing, but intentional time, spending time with him, praying, worship, getting in the word, most importantly, and having these kind of conversations Mm -hmm. with other believers. So so recently, the conversation we had between me, you, and Liz, we were talking, just girl talking stuff, and you said something that was such a good Uh, question. Yeah, my question. You want to tell us? So I can't remember what you guys were saying exactly exactly or uh-huh. even the gist of it but it just brought the the question to mind was do you feel like god would ever tell you you can't do mm-hmm. something and the reason why i was thinking that is because we always hear you can't do this you can't do that or we always hear can't and it's like where is that coming from is that coming from the lord yeah because i'm like and then you know I've, of course we get into the word um sometimes you know certain seasons we can get into it a little bit more often than others but we still get into the word and thus far i haven't come across where it has said in the three translations i normally read um from where he says you can't mm-hmm. you know and it was just a, a genuine question that i wanted to pick you guys's brain on yeah. because it's like i don't believe that that's god's voice you know it could be the enemy's voice it could be culture's voice or it could be um whomever we grew up with that you can't do something you know what i mean like um something like um thankfully this wasn't something that actually happened to me but could have very easily happened where it was just like oh um when i went into the military it's like Mm. who are you like you've like somebody I know would have told me, you never even got into a fist fight. Who you're gonna go to war? Like you can't do that. Thankfully, that wasn't the case. I've had a lot of those voices in my life. Yeah, <laughs> see, but see, exactly. Like so many people, like where do we hear you can't yeah. from? Like why is that a ongoing thought? So I'm right. like, do you really think that that's coming from the Lord? Because I don't yeah. think so. And I loved, I loved that question when she asked that. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I literally like, I was like, that's a really good question. And I had to think and I was like, hmm. Yeah. Because even in Christianity, we know that there are a lot of like do's and don'ts, yeah. right? Like everyone, even people who have left the faith or who never even 
we're Christian, they'll say like, oh, there's a lot of like rules, right? Right, right, So right. it seems from the surface that, or the outside looking in, that there's a lot of, oh, you can't do this, you right, can't do that, right, you can't right. wear pants, mm-hmm. you know, for for women, you can't wear makeup, you mm-hmm. can't curse, you can't drink, you can't do these things, right. but there's a danger in that of putting a black and white thing on something without the context of a real relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's where, what that's what makes all the difference. So a few things I want to touch on first and foremost is, the scripture that comes to my mind um, is you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, right? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously reading that in context is important, but even just that, it's the very opposite of what we hear people tell us or right. the voices in our heads saying, you can't, you can't. Right. And because those voices are essentially not saying, oh, you can't. There's a difference between saying you don't know how to ride a bike Set, mm-hmm. Let's say you didn't know how mm-hmm. to ride a bike, right? And mm-hmm. I said, hey, you can't ride this. Right. That's that's actually like you don't know how to ride it yet. Yeah. So it's probably not smart to take your training wheels off yet. Right. But can't, could you? Is the possibility there? Absolutely. You exactly. just need to train just, with the training wheels yep. and then the time comes when you could take those training wheels off. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference between God's voice and anyone else's voice satan and the people that who tell us we can't which probably are being influenced by him without you know right in probably good faith like they probably don't realize it but like a hater Mm -hmm. a hater god not god satan uses people who have ill intentions bitterness insecurities and uses them as a pawn feeds on their you know flaws and shortcomings and insecurities to then attack other people right so that's the difference because God's voice would be like, hey, you don't know how to ride this bike yet, so you shouldn't because it's going to hurt right, you. Right, right. But if you just stay the course, practice, mm-hmm. put, in the, put in the work, mm-hmm. do like take what I'm giving you right now. I'm giving you a bike with training wheels and put in the work, mm-hmm. you know, constantly go out there, be yeah. brave, trust me, trust in yourself, and then like trust in, trust your training. Yeah, I always tell you this, I trust know. your training. Mm-hmm. And... One day you'll be able to take them off. Yeah, that's God's voice. Yeah, and I think that's a it reminds, major difference. I think of like when I hear of can't, it's like somebody already putting a definite yes. over you. You like know a what I'm saying? Ceiling where it's yeah. like, Mm-mm, yeah, this and is like fine. I, this is is what it is, and that's all it's ever going to be. Right. And I forgot where we were. I believe it was in one of our leader trainings from church, mm-hmm. um, where it was just like, don't use absolutes. Oh yeah. You know, and I feel like can't is an absolute. Like somebody's saying you can't do this was so basically translating as like you can never do this right you know what i mean and i feel like god will either tell you not yet yes yes or no right you know what i'm saying and and his his answer is always is always law you know and i'm not trying to like like scare anyone out there you know but god is a just judge Mm -hmm. you know um but and so what he says is but i don't feel like he says you can't because when i hear can it's kind of like debilitating you it's like you don't have you know the ability to do it but i feel like the lord would be like no because that's not what i have for you right you know what i'm saying like that's the thing like where and when we were talking about it i forget exactly what i said but it was something along the lines of how if you wanted to do something that you do not have that right now, looking at your skill set, your financial status, your knowledge level, all of the real life things that s- seems impossible because you don't have what it takes for that. Mm-hmm. The thing is, if God called you to that, mm-hmm. he's going to make a way where it literally seems humanly impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like my job at, at church, for example, like the position literally didn't even exist there. They outsourced graphic design. And so to the human eye, you know, I was only there for like eight months at the time, whatever. It was like, Oh, this isn't even a position, but because God had purposed that for me before I was even formed in my mother's womb, like he made it happen. I had to step in. I had to knock and step into the door, you know, and like do my part. And, and, be brave and courageous enough to reach out and send my portfolio and, you know, do the interview and, and show that I wanted this. Yeah. But if it wasn't his will, it wouldn't have happened. Exactly. It only happened because it was part of his plan for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in that, if the answer would have been no, I probably would have grieved that would have been sad, but I would have also, after I healed and accepted that, I would have come to peace with the terms 
that that just wasn't what God had for me. Right. Could I have done it? Absolutely. I'm living proof of it now. I'm doing it right now. Right. But if he would have said no or not at this time, it that's where the difference between how much we are in control of compared to when our limitations and our right. control stops, his begins, you know? Right, right, right. Like, and his fills that gap between what's humanly impossible mm-hmm. and what's possible with mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I agree. I also feel like it's super helpful First and foremost, like getting into the word, I feel like is the most helpful way oh, to yeah. learn God's voice. People always say, oh, how do you hear God's voice? How do you yeah. hear God's voice? And I love the response that says, like, get in the word. Yeah. Here. You want to yeah. hear God speak? He, Just read scripture aloud. Yeah, because he doesn't, he doesn't always talk to somebody audibly right you know like when you look at the old testament you look at um how he used to speak to to moses Mm -hmm. you know like i I believe he showed up um in the burning bush yes you know and like he heard him that way and so and sometimes i don't i don't feel like i hear him audibly either Mm -hmm. i hear him i hear him a lot through prayers i'd be praying for i'd be praying for certain things right and i'll be as specific sometimes or i'll be as vague sometimes but then he'll speak to me through conversations with yes. others um it speaks to me through like and it could be the most random thing as well like for example with my house thing so i recently took a leap of faith with my home and i put it up for rent and i kept praying and praying and praying about it and i only talked to uh two people and you were one of them and so um i was like okay i've been praying on it i did my homework i went out there i researched who to do business with. Yeah. And it was just you and Dave that knew about it. And I went to church and I saw uh, my freedom leader who I haven't seen her in forever. And I don't speak to her on like, you know, the daily or whatever. And so it was a normal conversation. Hey, how you doing? You know, that's it. So then I kid you not, like the next day, I believe, yeah. or the or maybe two days after that, I get a text from her and she's just like, hey, have you been thinking about putting up your home That's for rent? crazy. And I was like, <laughs> how in the a world? A God thing, bro. Yes, literally. exactly. And it's like, you know, and the conversation that I had with her had nothing to do with my home. Yeah. You know, it was just a simple catching up kind of conversation. But that's just one one example that comes to my mind of how he talks it's to me but to other people he he you might hear him audibly you might um he he can talk in many many different ways yes. but the way to really distinguish that is through getting through um reading through his word yeah you know because you see his different characteristics mm-hmm. you see how how he has shown up before how are you ever going to know the voice of someone you never spoke to you exactly know? That you don't know how they speak or right. what the characteristics are right like, and you get to learn the characteristics of the enemy too oh yeah what he what doesn't come from the lord right. so if you hear that then you know it and that's from him. where discernment and growing discernment comes into play because there's a lot of things on both ends of the spectrum that seem good but are not God and vice versa like may seem bad to us but God is actually calling us to this you know it's like something we don't necessarily want or something we do want that he says no to or whatever Mm -hmm. and discernment is so important and discernment grows by spending time with God spending time around other believers because iron sharpens iron absolutely um I love that you brought up how God speaks to you. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's very similar for me. And I've never heard a voice. Mm -hmm. I know some people have. Well, the day I got saved, which I think it was the day I got saved, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I heard him speak to me for the first time. And it was like a knowing in my spirit. And there were words to it. It was like just this inner knowing where he was like, put down the phone, my child. Like, Mm -hmm. I will carry you. And I like, I got you. And like... There's been certain instances in my life, my walk with him, where he's done that. Mm-hmm. and th- But that's not something I can count on on a day-to-day basis because right. it's so supernatural. It's right. so outside of my control that, like, he just gives me that kind of communication sometimes. But a lot of – I know for for sure when that does happen, I know his voice very right. intimately in that mm-hmm. way where it's kind of like a silent, like, whisper mm-hmm. in your spirit. Mm-hmm. And you just know it's God. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh – that kind of just came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Like, and it kind of comes with, for me at least, like a whole vision. Mm -hmm. Like he gives me a glimpse of like that thing that he's calling me to or speaking to me. And it's like, kind of, you know how when people say you're about to die and you see your whole life flash before your eyes? Mm -hmm. It's similar to that. Like, Mm -hmm. and he'll speak something into my life and it's like, like I see it all and it's like, wow. And then I get to like hold that hope and kind of piece together those little pieces that he showed me. And then in, as I 
live life, they all just start revealing themselves. And I'm like, this yeah. is so cool. Yeah. Um, and I never want to lose that like awe and just special yeah. relation with him. And at a certain point, I think I did. Mm. I think when I started getting super deep into learning like theology and apologetics and like I was, I mean, for a whole year I devoted like you ever seen those, this is a horrible comparison, but those documentaries or movies where like there's like a psycho like serial killer or something mm -hmm. and then they reveal their like room mm, yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. like pictures everywhere and like yeah. or they're trying to solve a mystery or whatever yeah. and there's like string and thread yeah. going like that was like the the journey I went down for a year oh, of yeah. like learning mm -hmm. theology and like understanding Christianity and the Bible and all the different aspects of it um because I had felt so deceived by the pastors that I was watching, which now I'm much more healed and I can look back and be be a little bit more gracious and compassionate towards them. Like mm -hmm. at the time, I probably would have called them like false teachers, but I would never say that now. I think I was just hurt because I felt like I wanted to be fed real meat, right. but I was being fed baby formula. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's a time and a place for everything, you know? So, but with that, it upsets me that there's certain people who even probably maybe listening right now to what we're saying and being like, mm, are you relying on your feelings? Like, right. is that God really talking to you or is that your feelings? Is that mm -hmm. what you want to hear? Is that is that you're looking too much for signs and and wonders? And I do think as we mature in our relationship mm -hmm. with Christ, the less we rely on signs. But I never want to fully not see signs because right. that's how he speaks. Like right. scripture is very like black and white in a sense that the words are there. Right. But the beautiful thing about scripture and the word is that it's living, it's breathing, right. it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Like it separates soul from spirit. And that not only tells us what's sin and what's not, but it also helps us understand a scripture in a deeper way. Yeah. As we grow. Yeah. And or maybe there's something that we might have missed before that was never yeah. revealed yeah. to us. Mm -hmm. And this is what we talked about mm -hmm. in this conversation. The difference between knowing something and a true Holy Spirit revelation about that thing. Mm -hmm. It's like I can read a scripture and literally miss a whole point about it. And there'll be just a random time when, I don't know, it could be pastor preaching it or in conversation or my time with the Lord alone, whatever, where it's like, oh my gosh, how did I never realize that like this was the angle or like just a certain detail about like what Jesus was doing or something. Yeah. And it just gives you such a deep revelation yeah. and it's applicable to your life too that then makes heart change, which then, mm -hmm. you know, is outward, yeah. outward change. Yeah, and I feel like that can happen a lot. At least when you mentioned that, I thought of, like, because when, when I got saved and I was getting into the Word, um, I kept hearing, spread the gospel, hear the gospel. The gospel is the whole reason of our faith. And I'm like, I remember asking, I don't know if you remember, I was like, what is the gospel? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I've That's heard real. it. And I've heard it I before. I didn't know what the gospel... When I learned what the gospel really was, like yeah, putting words exactly. to it, was what triggered that year-long research. Because yeah. I'm like, how have I been a Christian for years? Yeah, and I didn't know what the gospel. Yeah, because like I got saved <laughs> and I didn't and, and I didn't know what the gospel was. By but that like time, my spirit knew. Right. I just didn't have the words to right. put to it. Whereas like, and I think that also comes from our background, not growing up in church. Right. Because if you grow up in church, you're literally taught the gospel yeah. from. Yeah, from birth. from kids nursery days, <laughs> right? You know, and mm -hmm. and then there comes a time when you have to make your faith your own, and the difference between not being raised in church and being taught who Jesus was mm -hmm. was that the beauty of it is that it was so authentic, so genuine, yeah. because we didn't have words to put to it. Our head didn't know what happened, but right. there was an actual spiritual change, mm -hmm. like our hearts going from stone to flesh, right? Exactly, and just a super big change, and then later we're like. Oh, yeah, it hit like that's a ton of what bricks. that is. And yeah. as you get into scripture, it explains and you're like, yeah, <laughs> what? Like, this is yeah, literally I remember, only oh God. Gosh, yes, I remember God is it. the only explanation. Yeah. And it's just Yeah, like when it crazy. finally clicked, yeah. I was like, like, I literally, like, I yeah. needed to hold on to oh like, the seats in front of me. And it was, it was at church, actually, <laughs> yes. where I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I already surrendered my life at that mm -hmm. time. I already met Jesus, but I was, you know, digging and, like, trying to understand um to really fully understand um the gospel mm -hmm. and and I know I've heard it before like I've um the very little bit that I was introduced to the Lord um young very young was I knew that Jesus died on the cross but mm -hmm. I had no idea because yeah, you why. don't know what that means yeah I was it's like, like what? 
like I knew who Jesus was. I had a little bit of a background in Catholicism, right? Yeah. And people would be like, oh, so you do believe in Jesus? And I'm like, my mindset was like, oh, you, you worship a man? Like, that's so weird. And like, if someone would have came up to me and asked me, who's Jesus? I'd be like, oh, yeah, isn't he like the son of God? Like, didn't he like die for our sins? But like. I only knew that because I was repeating back what I had been heard. Yeah. I didn't really know no. that, mm -hmm. like that intimate knowing, like when we see that Adam knew Eve right. in the garden, right? Like right. that, I forget um, the original language, it essentially translates to like this intimacy right. of knowing him, right. of knowing each other. Right. And that's the difference between knowledge and knowledge, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So No, that's so good. Yeah. I really hope that this is like really encouraging mm -hmm. and and sharpening on hearing god's voice there is it definitely like a big takeaway is it takes time it definitely takes time um and getting into his word and into community where you can kind of like ask questions yeah. ask like how how do you hear him or right. or what do you know about you know but this? let's also be that change too absolutely like we need to create safe spaces for people to Absolutely. wrestle with their faith. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And not be not have our faith be um what is the word? Law for them? No. If I'm doubting my faith and then it like makes you feel insecure. <laughs> what is oh. that word? Threatened. Oh, okay. And not and like we have to make sure our faith is strong enough to a point right. where we can be a safe space for right, other right, people. Right. And also knowing when you're not there yet. Like, right. that's fine. Like, yeah. It's all uh, mm -hmm. a sharpening process. Yeah. But for those of us who do know the Lord very well, who do know scripture very well, like, let's allow for more of these conversations for people to wrestle with Christian current events and things like that and, and not feel like they don't have a voice or they're scared to talk about something. Yeah. You know, like, that is, like, one of the biggest downfalls of Christianity. Yeah. Like. I feel like that's why denominations first, you know, were evolved because it was like, oh, well, we believe this and, you know, we, we're not even going to accept that you believe something mm -hmm. else. So, like, let's just go our separate ways and do mm -hmm. things our own way. Yeah. The heart of that is division. And yep. that's the total opposite of what we should be doing exactly. as the yeah. body of Christ. Like, where's, where's the love in it? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I might not agree with your beliefs. I might not understand it, but I want to love you through yeah. the you know the like let's keep the main things the main things love each other with right. our differences right exactly. um but with that i want to say that i want to kind of dive into what are some other voices that we can have in our heads so there's god's voice mm -hmm. which we touched a lot on just mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. there's satan's voice mm -hmm. and then there's a voice of others or our own like doubts and stuff yeah so the first time this topic ever got brought up to me consciously was when I first started going to therapy mm -hmm. things was like 2019 or 2018 2019 mm -hmm. I was a few months pregnant at the time and I started going to therapy and I remember just brain dumping everything like this is what's going on da, da, da. Mm -hmm. and she asked me like why do you think that way about yourself and I'm like well, I don't know like and I was trying to dive down to it she's like whose voice is that and I was like what do you mean whose voice is that like this is my <laughs> head it's yeah. my voice yeah. and I had never even been aware that there might be other voices in my head that play over and over. But because they're there all the time, I start taking it on as like, oh, no, that's just the way my mind works. Yeah. Meanwhile, no, not at all, actually. Mm -hmm. And there's this purifying process that has to happen if you want to heal in that way. Right. But first, before you can heal, you have to identify, like, whose voice is that? Yeah. When you start thinking of when these thoughts come to your mind, having the intentionality to hold them captive repeat them back be like okay even if you need to like write it down or whatever your process is and say okay who who does this sound like yeah. who said this to me yeah. who said things like this to me who had this kind of like type of tone of voice or attitude and uh to give you a, an example um when i was younger i had a best friend who i valued very dearly but she her voice in my life was very negative mm -hmm. and it put thoughts in my mind that I was not capable of certain things mm -hmm. so that even still I'm wrestling with of kind of it's hard to even put into words but mm -hmm. that I she couldn't picture me doing certain things so I would always feel like they were just 
not mm-hmm. in the cards for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about simple things like learning how to cook. I mean, because mm-hmm. we were young, like best friends when we were young. Mm-hmm. So learning how to cook. When I started learning how to cook and she saw that I was cooking, like she was like, what? Like, this is so weird. I can't believe like Brittany's yeah. cooking right now. Like, this is weird. And then it made me feel weird and like an imposter. Like, should I not be cooking right now? Like, is this just not who I'm meant to be? Yeah. Like, I know it sounds extreme, but that's really what it is. And mm-hmm. until you dive deep into your own mind, you don't realize how many voices you have playing in your head that are keeping you limited mm-hmm. and honestly keeping you from living out freedom in christ and living out your purpose right so i had to start doing that and i started journaling like what the thoughts were and identifying whose voice that was who Mm -hmm. told me this where Mm -hmm. did this come from Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's not like that was an example of someone like near and dear to you but a lot of times it could be the loud noise of culture oh yeah social media and what's Mm -hmm. around us like uh, the trend right now of a body image then you're hearing yeah. those voices like ongoing this is and, what looks good yeah. you know like a little hourglass donut or, booty yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> like fake and like yeah. you know all this all this Basically stuff kim k yeah exactly mm-hmm. and like you're hearing that repeatedly not just by one right you know um avenue you can hear it by just many different avenues. And so you, you look in the mirror and you start telling yourself, oh, well, because my hips aren't this right. wide and my waist isn't this small, I'm not beautiful. Right. Like, who who said that? Exactly. Who said that? It, it wasn't God, that's <laughs> for sure. Because God made you intentionally, perfectly, exactly. fearfully in your mother's womb at the time he made you, you know? Yes. like So identifying what is that thought, what it, identifying, putting words to it, taking it captive, write, down, write it down if you need to, and then what does God say about this specific exactly. thing? So in the topic of body image, exactly. what does God say about your appearance? What does exactly. God say about how beautiful you are and your beauty. He says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Exactly. That he's like intricately wound, like you're his masterpiece. Woven you? Woven you? you? What? I know. I can't. I don't even know how to say that. (laughs) Wove you. (laughs) That sounds funny. But yes, when he looks at you, he sees a beautiful creation. Like, Mm I always think about when you make something that you're proud of. Yeah, exactly. Whether it be food, a cake, or if you're a creative, like a graphic, photography. And imagine how much more God feels about you. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So. uh, And then just, I don't know, that brings so much comfort to know that, like, something so powerful and, like, especially, like, when you have a reverence for the Lord. Like, it's like, you are proud of me. Mm. Like, you're proud of how you made me and the way that I see myself is not the way you see me. So then that's a prayer point. And this, you know? okay, we need to dive into this mm. because I literally like right now I hear voices in my head woo, <laughs> from Christians. Okay. Very well renowned Christians, like okay. great pastors, great speakers, but who have a certain angle on theology and just Christianity. And I hear them saying like, God's not proud of us. We all fall short of the glory of God. We're wicked humans. Woe is me. You know, I am wicked. Yes. Amen. But this is where as Christians, it's so dangerous because we can start beating ourselves up to the point of condemnation. And condemnation is not reflective of God's heart. That is the difference. Like the Holy Spirit convicts which is a very loving invite to more, right. to higher, to right. more, to be more like Jesus. Right. Whereas Satan's voice condemns, which right. makes us feel horrible about ourselves. It leaves us with guilt and shame mm-hmm. and makes us want to like retreat, retreat like, into yeah, ourselves yeah. and not go to church and not talk to our friends right. and not do what we love to do right. because we're like, oh no, this is not holy. Yeah. Who said that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like thinking about like like making it like more hum like understanding. Like so if I came to you, I love you and I've showed that I loved you time and time again, right? And if I came to you lovingly and told you, hey girl, like I've noticed this, but this is how we can work through this, mm-hmm. um, instead of me coming to you and be like, you did this wrong, you did that wrong, yes. you know I love you. You do know that I love you. But if I'm coming to you and like just, like in a sense, like my tone of voice, my right. it's, it's like attacking you, though you know I love you, you're not going to yeah. 
you're receive gonna it yeah well. you're not gonna receive it well and i believe granted the enemy doesn't love us but like i kind of feel like that's a good way to have a visual of like oh yeah if someone condemns you it makes you feel like it doesn't it doesn't make you feel like oh i am so sorry it doesn't bring repentance right. it brings like i want to run away it brings deathly feelings yes it's which like, is the difference between godly sorrow produces repentance mm-hmm. which is a change of heart mm-hmm. it's a change of direction mm-hmm. but Worldly sorrow or condemnation, things that come from humanity mm-hmm. or Satan, bring death. Right. And that feels like shame, condemnation, guilt, um, insecurity, yeah. you know? And I think that's... Excuse me. <laughs> I think that's important because it's like going back to the voices I'm saying that were in my head, that always pop in my head because, one, I followed a lot of... Christian content creators who had that type of tone of voice. I watched a lot of YouTube videos, whether they were sermons or teaching videos, and it's so hypercritical. I know their heart is to teach right. and to um, equip the saints. Amen. But when that is all you talk about, when that's the only angle you have, it just, I really, I felt it myself because I started embodying it, and I would sit with myself and I would have this inner tension of like, this doesn't sit right. I'm constantly overthinking everything I say and believe and think about my brothers and sisters. And I felt horrible about it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't obvious because I was I was wrestling in my mind about mm-hmm. it. And I wouldn't want to come off condemning. But my thoughts were. Yeah. They were like, no, but like scripture, where does it say that in scripture? Is that biblical? Which, yes, there, like I said, there's wisdom in that. But don't take it to the extreme. Yeah. Because... We're putting human limitations on a limitless God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like even with going back to the proud of you comment. Mm -hmm. God, when we say God is proud of you, it's not in a sense of he's like, oh, everything you're doing is great. You're, you know, dismissing your sin. Mm -hmm. The thing is that God doesn't look at us and see our sin. Exactly. You know, that's biblical. Mm -hmm. He looks at us and he sees Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's scripture says that our sins have been removed from us as far as the east is from the west. Mm-hmm. And we are made white as snow. Mm-hmm. And so with that, that's an invitation to take off the pressure. Yeah. And be like, okay. Took the words if right he out of my mouth. looks at me and doesn't see my sin, why am I carrying my sin? Yes. Jesus already carried that yes. on the cross. I literally say all the time, anytime somebody like, you know, uh, vents to me or comes to me, I'm just like, why are you condemning yourself if God doesn't? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And that is the hardest thing ever. Yeah. And because it we is, almost it feel like punishing ourselves yeah. is like it makes us a good Christian yeah. or it proves to God yeah. or to others that we're really sorry. Yeah. But it really is just keeping you trapped. Mm-hmm. And um, God meets us where we're at. Like exactly. he's a God of process. He doesn't have to sit there when we sin and and have to stop himself and be like, okay, wait, let me gather my emotions and like not take this out. At least I don't think so. Yeah. From what I gather from his heart is stuff. He's holy. He is sinless. He is, he doesn't feel granted. He feels jealousy, right? He's Mm -hmm, a jealous God, mm -hmm. rightfully so because we are his. So when we give our affections to things who are not him, that hurts him. Mm-hmm. But in a holy way, it mm-hmm. hurts him. It doesn't hurt him in a way that makes him want to be bitter and lash out right. at us the way we do right. as humans when we're hurt, or when we're jealous. Mm-hmm. You know? So God is proud of you. He meets you where you're at. He will walk with you where you're at. Yep. I always think about this story where Peter, um, one of his main beloved disciples, right, um, doubted him mm-hmm. and Jesus asked him three times mm-hmm. do you love me mm-hmm. and I was like I wanted to understand this deeper so I dove deep into it and I realized that the he used the word love that he used was different okay. so the first two times he asked him do you love me like agape right which is the type of love that God gives us right. it's limitless it's, right. it knows no conditions right and Peter said I love you Lord like or I forget what his response was, but I have a whole devotional that I wrote on this. Uh, mm. But he kept on asking him because he knew that he he wasn't there yet. And mm. then finally, when Jesus asked him for the third time, he asked him, do you love me? But in philia, I think is how you say it in Greek. Mm-hmm. And it's like the brotherly form of love mm-hmm. and like the like the friendship kind of like level. Mm-hmm. And that is where they finally were on the same page, you know, and, and Peter was able to be like, I love you, Lord. And like, they finally was able to 
kind of make that connection Mm -hmm. and move forward with, you know, what they were communicating about and what Jesus had planned for him. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's a good reflection of our relationship with God. Like we have to be honest with where we're at. Yeah. He can't work with like our facade or what we, where we fake, even like where our level of love is for Mm -hmm. him. And, and it's also silly because he knows. Yeah. He, he knows, but, but that's the beautiful thing about the Lord is that he wants that relationship with you. So he's patient and he's a gentleman Mm -hmm. and waits for you. And he does a work in your heart as well for you to come to him with that, you know? And then it's like, okay, son or daughter, um, let's walk this together. I was already covering you and with you. Um, but it's like, just, I always think about when like a parent knows something about their child and ask them about, about that specific thing. And if their Mm -hmm. child comes to them with it, it's just like this, this sense of, of gratitude and love and connection. Cause that's where it starts. Like once you're honest, that's when, that's when we can actually be real. That's when we can start the healing. That's where our bond Mm -hmm. can thrive. But if you're, not being real about that. Like, this has been such a theme. Like, even last week, I think, our pastor preached about this. He said one of the ways to um, connect with God or something, to know God personally, mm-hmm. is to be real. You yeah. have to be real. Yeah. Like, he can't, you can't connect with him if you're not being real with him. Right, exactly. Like, he knows your innermost thoughts. Mm-hmm. So trying to hide them by not speaking them out loud to him, it's, it's silly. It's silly, yeah. It's so silly. Yeah, um, so I want to wrap up this episode yes. with, some bullet points on the difference between God's voice and Satan's voice. Mm. So we know in Ephesians 6 verse 12, it says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. What this means is that when you, when someone speaks a word into your life, if you're arguing with someone, whatever it is, if you hear the voices in your head and you realize, oh, this was my mom's voice, this was my dad's, this is my ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. cousin, sister, neighbor, whatever, mm-hmm. that had a negative impact on you, it's important to identify that but not hold it against them right. because we realize that we're all influenced by the enemy at times. Yeah. And the enemy will use people, especially people closest to us or people who um, we, re- we respect and we take their word to heart. Yeah. And he'll use that. So it helps us have compassion on them and realizing that it's higher than them. It's bigger than them. Like, that's not even what that's not even you right now, bro. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to let that slide. I'm going to hold you accountable to that, but I'm not going to hold it against you. Right. You know? That's key. Mm-hmm. So God's voice stills you. Satan's voice rushes you. God's voice leads you. Satan's voice pushes you Mm -hmm. god's voice reassures you satan's voice frightens you Mm. god's voice enlightens you and satan's voice confuses you god's voice encourages you satan's voice discourages you god's voice comforts you satan's voice worries you god's voice calms you satan's voice obsesses you god's voice convicts you like we said earlier, and Satan's voice condemns you. That so, is so, so helpful. Your I, homework for this week so helpful. Mm-hmm. is to take as many thoughts captive. If you can journal once, if you can just journal once this week and write down five thoughts that you've had that maybe didn't make you feel good or maybe did make you feel good and identify whose voice that was, I think that'll be a great starting yeah, point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, when you were saying that, I, I'm pretty sure it's like it's a common thing that's that it goes with love. Like, um, love is kind, patience, oh, uh, you yes. know, self control. Love that scripture. You know, um, that's how we can identify love. And yeah. if you're not, God is love, right? And if a, a certain person, in this case, when um, using that as an example, don't showcase that, yeah, then it's not love. It's the same thing. Like if whatever situation or whatever thoughts, whatever voice you're hearing, that is not what you just listed. That's God's voice, but it's Satan's voice. It's I find it extremely helpful. It's something yeah. so so and it's, practical because it's freeing. Because you're right. like, it's like wait, I recognize get behind this. me, Satan. Right, exactly. You have that authority. <laughs> Hello, you know what I mean. The yeah. Holy Spirit does dwell within you, and that's so, why like Scripture being living and breathing, like all of this is coming together. Because like it's living it and it has the power to break down strongholds so like when you notice a voice that is not god's voice speaking scripture over that yes identifying that lie slash thought Mm -hmm. because if the thought is not aligned with god's voice it is a lie exactly and 
putting scripture to that, which is the ultimate truth, mm-hmm. it it breaks it down. It has mm-hmm. no power yep. to like under God's word. You exactly, know? exactly. That's so good. So this was super yes. edifying for within us, and mm-hmm. I pray that it blesses um, whoever is listening. Yes. And once again, we really want to emphasize, comment down below, any questions, thoughts, whatever the case uh, may be. If you um, made it this far, make sure you yes. smash that bell notification on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any uploads. Yeah. We're going to be doing, we're really trying to get better and bring you guys better quality and better content every single episode. So we appreciate you being here. And if you're listening on any auto audio platforms, make sure you leave us a rating and review, please. It really helps us um, know what is ministering to you and serve you better. Yes. All right, sis. So let's pray. Let's pray. All right. Lord, heavenly father, we thank you once again, Lord God, that we are here Uh, starting season two of this blessing that you have provided for us lord god thank you for the listeners and the the team that you have brought us lord god for um this platform this episode lord god lord we feel super passionate about this specific topic because we all desire to hear you lord we all desire to really get to know you lord god because in this world it's just really hard to live without you lord jesus Mm -hmm. so we just we we strive to get to know you more, Lord God. And I pray that that what we was spoke today, Lord God, it was from the Spirit, Lord yes, Jesus, God. and that um, whoever turned on this episode, Lord God, does not leave the same, Lord yes. Jesus, that they feel stronger in their faith. They feel motivated to continue to seek you, to continue to get into um, your word, to continue to get into community, to ask questions, Lord God. Lord, I pray for your confidence in their hearts and their spirit, Lord Jesus, to ask the hard questions, to seek yes, you, Lord God. Jesus. Even if something doesn't make sense, Lord God, give them the courage and the faith to continue to seek you, Lord Jesus, to get to know you, Lord God, so they can be um, confident and telling another sister, another saint, another sister or brother, another saint, um, how how they can hear from you, yes, Lord sir. Jesus. Lord, um, I pray for blessings for our listeners, Lord God. I pray for for protection over their lives. Um, however, they are listening to this. If they are driving, Lord, I prote- um, I pray for your protection for them on the road or however other way that they are listening to the, um, to this podcast, Lord God. I pray that um, your anointing be over their lives, over their families, Lord Jesus, and that we continue this walk yes, knowing confidently that we are not in this alone spiritually and um, practically, that um, they have a community here with us, Lord Jesus, and we give you all the glory and we love you and we thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.